I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A pound of Dickie West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Proud of our history. West Ham United. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, Sean. No, you say this is more than just a podcast. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. There it is. And then you say... You say, I'm here with Sean. No, you you say it's season six, episode 14. This is more than just a podcast, season six, episode 14. Excellent, 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 excellent. No George again, as you can tell. That's right. I'm here with Sean in the studio. Hello, Sean. Hello, John. Why is George not around today? George is... Well, we're trying to set up this uh, way of recording whilst he's now living in Scotland, as you keep telling everyone. Yeah. Um, but I, at the moment, he's having just moved there. He's getting his internet sorted, so he hasn't got the facility. They don't the have broadband in the Outer Hebrides. He hasn't got broadband at the moment, as we no. speak. No. no. So, but it's coming. We'll That's get good. there in the end. To make up, I've done a telephone interview with Nigel Khan. Yeah, and that's later. Um, Using a new technology on my iPhone, which I'll tell you about later. Oh, how exciting. Anyway, it's not a technology podcast. It's not, you're right. We had two games. It's a West Ham podcast. And what did we talk about, John? We talk about West Ham. And football. Yes. Because if we talk about West Ham, technically there's an area of West Ham which includes like the underground station. We're not going to talk about the underground station. There's no point talking about football with West Ham then, because the West Ham aren't in. Football's not in well, West Ham. Technically, in the borough of West Ham, I think we are now. We were in East Ham, but anyway, this is not a geography podcast. <laughs> it's not. No. So, so let's talk about um, yeah, Burnley. Yeah. Did you go? Uh, no. Did oh, you? I did. Funny enough. Yeah. How was that for you? Loyal supporter, me. Yeah. I wanted to get my £16.52 back for my ticket. Well, funny enough, I it said there were gas works, so I left early. There was gas works. There was. I got there really early. <laughs> <laughs> it was a misty cold night. Um, 
and I was Billy No Mates because no one went, so I was on my own. I had to go walk about talking to people, as you do. As you do. Yeah. As I do. So hello to anyone who bumped in and, and we had, a, I think, five podcast listeners who gave us feedback and enjoyed the podcast there. Uh, I can't remember all your names, but, but thanks for talking to me when I was on my own. Oh. Oh. So how so, was the game, Sean? Well, you must have watched it. I did watch it, yeah. It was bloody awful. <laughs> um, well, let's start with a stat <laughs> attack, right? Because we did have 58% of the possession, right, at home. Obviously, that meant Burnley had 42. West Ham, and this is the interesting why I'm starting with this, had 20 shots, seven of which were on that target, John. Mm. The Clarets had eight shots, two on target. So that tells its own story. But, and this is the big but, it wasn't a convincing performance. We needed a penalty from Mark Noble, and even then he didn't score it. He only followed up on the rebound. And to be honest, most people missed that because they got down to the bar because he scored, what, in the 48th minute or something. Yeah. So most people missed that. Um, there was a lot of pissed people there, actually, around our section. Was there? Yeah. Maybe that's what you have to do. People were absolutely blasted. I, 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 I just had seven Jaeger bombs. They're just kind of getting to the point where yeah. you, you can't watch it sober anymore. Christmas spirit. I thought we started the, the game quite well. Um, but we just, norm, same old, same old. We couldn't finish. Andy Carroll looked isolated. Um, yeah, but he's, he's, he's getting some minutes under his belt. We all say we all know it takes him a few games to get fully up to speed, which is a positive. Randolph made some really good saves, showing why free he's... Um, he saved us. Yeah. He had a free kick where yeah. he saved us. Yeah. But do you know what? I just felt we should have... Burnley looked so poor. And I felt we should have won that 2 or 3-0. Yeah, I, my tweet was one crap game, two awful teams, but three great points, much needed. So people were saying Burnley were probably the worst team in the league before we played Hull on, <laughs> on Saturday. Well, Hull weren't the worst team in the league, are they? So, you know, I don't know. There's a lot to say about the game, really. No, there's, no the, we got three points and that's what we needed. You know, we're not going to come out overrunning people and playing connected football because we've been rubbish all season. So there's something not quite right yet. We're not clicked. Is it nervousness? Is it? I don't know what it is. It's difficult. I talked to I talked to um, Nigel later about this, but a lot. Of sometimes I don't know, there's something. That there, there's still something I can't quite put my finger on, where they just look nervous. I think so, at some point, some some players, it's like what work rate. They're not running back. They're not doing what you'd want them to do. Um, I don't know what's going on with Lanzini. He's not clicked this season. No. You know I. I sort of was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking like last season, obviously we had the, the bowling effect last season and all that. But also, you know, Pyatt was pushing and trying, his, wanted to get into the Euros for France. Lanzini was um, pushing for a contract, trying to get his, you know, his profile up. Yeah. And maybe they're just all a little bit too more comfortable this season. Now, I don't like this, we overachieved last year because I don't, I don't buy into that. Finishing seventh, <coughs> you know, not necessarily overachieving, is it? No. Sorry, no. It's not, is it? You know, people say we overachieved. Well, not really. If we'd have, if we'd have Village a, overachieved possibly in his first season. Well, if we'd manager. have finished in the top, we had spells in the top four. If we'd have finished in the top four, that would have been an overachievement. Yeah. But 
We look at Leicester seven. this year. You know, <laughs> they win the league. They get team of the season last night on on uh, BBC Sports Personality of the Year. And, and they're in a relegation dogfight beneath oh, us. Yeah. Two two positions beneath us. But they're also in So it can't be the manager. The but look at this. Champions League. There's an important thing about this, right? They're not... It's not about the manager, because Ranieri is still the same manager. It's not about the team. Largely, they've kept the same team, their star player, Vardy. What is it? Well, I think with Leicester, it's the, the Kante effect. I think he's had a ma- left a massive hole. Yeah. But it's yeah. not a Leicester podcast, Sean. So it is not a Leicester podcast. What I'd say is, because you weren't there, I thought the atmosphere was one of the quietest that we've had all season. Even the Burnley fans sat down, although I think they were asked to sit down. I think they were made to sit down from what well, I've seen, some stuff flying around. It seems to be, but they were. a lot of them were sitting down already at the beginning, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, but it was quiet. It was like a library. It was one of the quietest atmospheres I've seen all season or heard all season. Yeah. Um, but anyway, onwards and upwards, we took those three points. We did gladly. them for a much needed three points. Yeah. Um, and and then I did a little dance at the end. When I left, mm. I had to go. They sent us around in circles. I, stupidly, instead of going, because um, I needed to go on to bank after that. So instead of going on the DLR, which I probably should have done and waited, I went down towards Stratford and followed the diversion. And they sent us around in circles, and we're walking around in circles past to get past the, the gas works. And it was the most ridiculous thing ever. What time do you get home? Midnight. <laughs> Beautiful. But I had to meet someone in bank first. Most connected. Most connected stadium. Sure. Anyway, sh- shall we? Um, sure. Sure, sure. Let's hear about the gaffer. Exhausted at the end of that, going through the agonies on the sideline. How, how, how important is that win for you? Not the agonies, you know, but, but it was a very important game for us, uh, considering the situation that we are in. And we were talking about this, this game for a long time, because we knew what schedule we had before this game. And it was, to be fair, it was a very long game. It was one of the longest games that have been involved. But well done to the players. We got three points, we showed the character uh, and all that. Um, I think we we deserved it uh, because the way we played first half, where we were absolutely dominant, when they done nothing basically and we hit the post a couple of times, we had so many shots, uh, we had two penalty appeals, cut one, scored one, uh, was really good. And my opinion that we should have been up front more than one goal. Uh, based on the quantity of the attacks we had. And then, second half, you can expect when you are in a position that we are, that you are a little bit afraid that you're going to concede a goal. But we warned the players there's no reason to be like that. Let's play second half like we played in the first half. Okay, we knew they're going to throw bodies up front for their free kick set pieces and all that. But uh, I expect it from us to be better on the ball uh, and to kill them like when they open. We didn't do that. They had a couple of chances through through the physical presence of them and through the long balls they played, those free kicks. And uh, we defended well. Uh, they had one good chance that, that, that they missed, you know, but also we missed a few in the first half. So uh, very important, 
great character and that that uh, cramp i would call it that we are feeling at the moment that is quite normal considering the situation that we are mm. uh, should go the only way that to go is if you are moving up the table we moved a little bit hopefully we need a couple of wins more to get that cramp uh, away you talked recently slavin about a, a lack of intensity that was worrying you in the games and in the training pitch did you feel that has returned do you feel that intensity has, has come yeah, back that 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 i i i I tried to to explain what I meant. I, I I was never doubting the character, the willness, the mentality of the players in the training. The problem is the players who were injured, and we had a few, as you know. When the players are not training regularly because of the injury, they they can't, and then they come back for a couple of days before a game. Then they don't have a rhythm in the training they don't you can't put them in intense trainings and then they are losing that and for one week they're okay but if it drags on with few of the players then then obviously uh, that's what I talk about uh, you can't you can't if you don't train if you don't have the quantity of a training that you don't, can't have individual the quality of those trainings because the game is in two days or the game is in three days or whatever that's what I was talking about not about uh, the character and the mentality of the group talking about injured players Andy Carroll started in the Premier League tonight for the first time since the opening weekend of the season how important is he to West Ham he's a uh, I mean it's uh, it's not secret that I'm a big fan of him I'm a big fan of him because I mean he's not my cousin or relative. It's because what I see in trainings, what I see on the pitch every time since I'm here, and uh, he's a he's a miracle to be fair. The plan was today, the original plan to be fair, that I was suggested was uh, 30 minutes. I spoke to him, I said, listen, are you okay? Yes, 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 yes. I said, no, 30, let's try 60. Then after 60, I asked him, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. So he, he played basically 80 minutes and that's, that's, that's fantastic. Mm. That's fantastic. That shows his character, that shows his uh, mentality, that shows his willness. And... I, uh, and there's no reason to talk about the quality and what he gives to our team. It's massive, massive importance. And just finally, Slavon, I'm sure you're probably aware of the other results tonight, but all the other teams near the bottom of the Premier League have, have lost this evening, so it makes it even bigger win tonight, isn't it? It's good, you know, sometimes you don't get him, sometimes you get him, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was a good, good, uh, good result from us, uh, for us, uh, talking about that perspective. Uh, because the big guns have won, you know, and uh, okay, we moved a couple of places, probably I don't know, on the table, and uh, now we have again massive game, massive game against Hull on Saturday, and uh, if we win that, that should uh, stop us playing second half like this. What do you think of that, John? It sounded like a relieved man, mate. Relieved man. Yeah. So it should be. So, after the gaffer had his say there, we all jolly went on to watch West Ham play Hull City.
Did you the uh, before you go on that? I want to know. I want to say the tigers. We're, 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 the whole tigers. Um, he said we deserve that. Did we deserve it? As much as they did, to be honest, it wasn't a great performance by either team, was it? I think no. we said two two bad teams, not a great game. But a great three points is that's what we needed. So three points. Three points are three points. Starting off with a stat attack at West Ham, very similar to the Burnley game, had fifty six percent of possession. So whole. Now, this is now we're talking about the whole, whole City Tigers. Yeah, the whole Tigers. Uh, Hull had obviously 44. Uh, West Ham had 19 shots uh, compared to the 20 for the previous game, with six on target compared to seven for the Burnley game. The Tigers had 16 shots, five on target. That That is interesting to me, those stats, and I'll tell you why. Do, do the post hits not count? <laughs> well, obviously not, because they're not on target. So I thought they sort of ran right over us over a lot of the game. I thought they had more possession. I mean, certainly watching it, as you did, you actually bothered to turn up for this game. Um, it was an awful watch. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, yeah, again, but, it was but they, not... But I thought they dominated us. I mean, I felt, I actually felt embarrassed. And as I say later to Nigel, I actually apologised on behalf of West Ham to some Hull fans I, felt, I, I found at Pudding Mill Lane. Did you? Yeah, I said, I'm sorry. You must be gutted. I'm sure they weren't particularly gutted. No. No. Yeah. I told them to bunk Probably. on the DLR and get a free ride. Probably so. resigned to the fact that what's going to happen to Well, them, they did. They said, we can't finish. That's our problem. Yeah. Well, neither can we. Mm. I mean, we were extremely lucky to win that game and get us quite a soft penalty. And, yeah, it was a, a lucky result. But, again, we'll take the luck. We'll take the three points. We just need to start seeing a bit of improvement now that we're getting some wins under our belt. The pressure shouldn't be on so much now because we've moved up the table. We've got a couple of opportunities now with a sort of like a couple of way performances to improve, which will be good. Yeah, so they, they hit the post three times. I think we hit it at least once, maybe twice. Um, we got a penalty, very soft penalty. Very soft, yes. You can't say we deserve to win on Saturday, can you? Not really, no. Um, <laughs> you can't. I mean, I'm not sure they deserve to win because they couldn't finish, but they they didn't deserve to lose. But we'll take those three points all day long. Who was your man of the match? Don't say the post. <laughs> it's, it's not a funny joke. <laughs> uh, no, Randolph again, probably. He did do some excellent slaves yeah, again. Yeah, he's done a couple Kept of slaves, yeah. I can't see a way back for um, Adrian. Adrian at the moment. No. How about Andy Carroll? Is he is he is it going to work? People suggested that possibly we could move Antonio up with him and and play two up front, or or Antonio just off Carroll, because he he does look a little bit lost. He up is there. isolated up he there. Is. He, they need to adjust the team around if they're going to play to him. Um, you know, we as I said earlier, we know it takes him a while after a layoff to get up to full speed. But when he gets up to full full speed, he can be unplayable. But the People need to anticip anticipate that he's going to win the ball, which he does most of the time, and bring players in. So, you know, it's down to Slavin, Bilic, and uh, sort out. He needs and to defence looked woeful at times. I mean, that um, Aaron Cresswell back pass. Yeah, that was that we got away with. I mean, yeah. that's that's that show. I mean, Aaron Cresswell, you know, pick for England, one of the best defenders 
uh, He's been played right. for West Ham for sure. many a year. He just had it. I think he had right. a bad game. First. And he had a bad game. He did. He had an awful bad pass. But, but he's been the whole right. defence looks shaky at times. Well, they do, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for bringing in Oxford now. Now that he's... Good uh, to sign another f- a four and a half year contract. Now that he's signed and settled. Well, let's bring him in and let's move K- Karate back up into the middle. Yeah, he's, he said on record that um, he... He's not he, a defender. He, he's, he's not a defender. He wants to play up, up you yeah. know, in the midfield. Did you see the news about Torre? He's had an operation. He's out for the rest of the season. You're never going to play for West Ham again. Does that upset you? Uh, doesn't upset me. No, really. But, you know, I wasn't a Torre hater. But Zaza's agent says he's, he's going back yeah. in January. He's yeah. Yeah. That's a Did you hear them sing to that uh, whole, yeah. are you Zaza in disguise <laughs> when he missed an open goal? Yeah. So you yeah, I'm not, I'm I imagine not you did because <coughs> you were only you're in the same block as me. So. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I a few rules difference. Rules. Yeah. Um, I was on row four. You were row nineteen to get a little bit of elevation. Yes, but no, I was there. I heard that. But well, yeah. you missed a lot of the game, though. To be fair, did I? Where? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm just going to pull that hair off your microphone. Um, it was oh annoying yeah. me. So. Um, First of all, you carried on with your beer. You were there quite late for kickoff, and you went. You tweeted. Oh, we got me. in there. We got in there. You sent me just WhatsApp and said, "Well, I'm going to join my beer." So you're probably out five minutes late. No, we were there for kickoff. Really? We were there for you, kickoff. You sent me a text saying, "I'm going to finish my beer." No, no, rush. we were stood in the. Um, oh, oh, what? When you mean for kickoff, you mean you were watching it on the big TV yeah, we from were the back of the it. stand. We you got asked to stand. move. Did you? Did yeah, I tell you that? Tell the story. We got asked to move. We got asked by the steward to move. Said, "Can you finish your drinks and get to your seats, please?" And I said, "What? Are you not allowed to stand here anymore and have a drink?" And there's a big stamping down in bot one 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 three and one one four. Number one, you have to show your pass now. I had to show my I pass. I didn't. Well, only for people who get there before kickoff. Um, and it was interesting because I had I was walking down there and I had a pie, and I said to the guy, "Can you hold my pie?" And he said, "No." And I said, "Well, you're asking me." <laughs> I've got all these things in my hands. You're asking me to get my pass out. Can you hold my pie, please? And he just, in the end, he took my pie. I took the longest possible time to get my ticket out, just while he's holding my smelly hot pie. I'm thinking, what, what's all that about? Lots of police now at the back of 113 Yeah, there was a police walking around. You know they mean? were there at Burnley and at Hull. See, all the time that we've had this so-called sort of what transitional, whatever the trouble, all the trouble that I've seen, I've not seen any trouble in our block. I've not seen any trouble with it. No, it's always been higher up. Or well, most people think that the whole of one one four went, but actually, only a small percentage, one hundred and fifty eight people from one one four, which That's is just about a half small of it, though, isn't it? No, it's not. It's less than a quarter. So, so the majority of one one four is still there, but there is this. Covert head of covert operations, Jacqueline Davis. Yeah, they're still filming. I see that. Yeah, they're still filming, and and the covert, you know, if you want to stay anonymous, as I think I said last week, don't write a book and put your picture on the internet if you've got a head, the head of covert operations. But she's still looking out and pointing people out. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, it's again, they to be asked to move from an area where since day one people have stood on lent up yeah. their right. What am I doing wrong? People stood laying on the rain is overlooking the great big hole where the scaffolding is all held up with um, cable ties, and you know everyone's looking. You, all you can see is this scaffolding. Yeah. 
But if you look up, you can see the screens, can't you? So you can actually watch the game on them screens while you finish your beer. Mm-hmm. And to be, I, I got asked to move. He said, well, you're blocking the walkway. I said, so if I'm going to stand back over there, that's all right, yeah, because I just want to finish my beer. He said, yeah, no, okay, and yeah, whatever. So I walked back, and then the guys next to us who were stood in that area, not blocking the walkway, he asked them to move. So mm. it's like, make up your minds. What's well, I'm going to talk about that later because there, there was a, um, a London Assembly thing on the retractable seating, which I'll tell you about in a minute, which, which is quite shocking. But let's get back to the football. Anything else to say positive about the whole game? Apart Three from points. points. Three yeah. points. Uh, a decent penalty. And a good goalkeeper in Daniel Randolph. Yeah, and Rand- thank God for the post. Randolph the sort of kept us in it. And yeah, not, not a lot else really to say. Right. No. Nothing more for me to say, but sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has More gaffer. More gaffer. Well, Slavin, it's been a, a good week for West Ham. You'll, you'll take the, the three points, of course. Do you feel you're maybe a, a little bit fortunate today? Yeah, we were in the first half, definitely. Uh, we were sloppy. They were better. Although we, we started good, and then we, we gave them a chance uh, with two... Two mistakes in our half of the pitch with one back pass from our player and with one ball that we lost where you can't lose it and and they had a couple of chances and then we got we came again into that situation that we are scared of playing. Uh, the good point what I said to the players at the half time there were a couple of good things. Uh, one is the result that it was nil nil. And the second is that it uh, it uh, that it can't be much worse, and that we can lift up the tempo. We change the system. We change a couple of players because I thought that it's not enough to change one, but two to make a stronger impact. Second half we were much better. Last half an hour we were really good. We scored the goal, and then uh, we should have finished the game to score another one after we scored the first one, but we didn't, and as I said, massive three points for us. Back to back to back win on uh, on the stadium, two one nil results. Very good for us in considering the situation where we're in. Yeah, it's not been an easy season, no. but it seems to be getting better for the team. Would you think that soon the players might begin to play with a little more, I don't know whether freedom is the right word, or they're still no, looking yeah. a little bit edgy? Would yes. you expect that today? I mean... You'd had a couple of good results before yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, uh, now, now to be fair, now I'm expecting this. Now we have a game against Swansea in nine days or whatever. Now we have a couple of days off and now we are in not comfortable situation. But, but now I expect us to, to, to gain, to mostly gain the confidence out of these seven points that we gained in the last three games. I'm expecting that. And your captain delivered for you again. Mm. He keeps a cool head at the big moment. Exactly. It's it's tough for him. You know, he's a great penalty taker, but especially after the one on Wednesday that he missed and then he got the rebound or whatever. you got to be a special character and you got to be cool and everything. But as a skipper, bully to him, he, he, he took that responsibility, which is what the skippers are for and about. I know Huller are not your concern, but they didn't play like a team who've taken six points from 14 matches, did they? I told that to Mike before the game. I told that to the players yesterday and today. I I told them to every individual 
a player of their team and to Mike after the game that since they changed the system, which is a couple of weeks ago, a couple of games ago against Palace, Spurs and now here, they look really good. They're not afraid of playing. They play with the freedom, let's say, and they play good football. And I really mean, if they continue to play like this, the results, they have to come. They have to come. They're playing good football. But for you, seven points in a week, is the, the world looks a better place? Definitely does, yeah. But I said uh, uh, today and on Wednesday it was all about the points. Uh, am I pleased with the, per with the performance? No, I'm not. Am I pleased with the reaction in the second half, especially in the last half an hour? I am. But we've got to play like that for 90 minutes. Does he talk some sense? Yeah, 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 he does, yeah. Yeah, sure. This sure, and sure. This, this and that. Well, that was a short one, actually, for him. He usually talks for about eight minutes. talked for about two, three minutes there. Um, so that's the whole game. That's the whole game done. Um, I did, because we haven't got George. And I know you're not always a chatterbox about football, particularly um, after two boring games like that. I <laughs> caught up with friend of the podcast, Nigel Khan, since we can't get the technology working. I've got some new technology that records telephone conversations on my phone. And, and this is me talking to Mr. Khan earlier today. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. He's been described as an historian of all things West Ham. He was born in Canning Town. He never wanted to move to the Olympic Stadium. It's Nigel Khan. I was born in Plaza, actually, but I'll let you off. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the time. This is your time, isn't it? Where everything you said, you 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 were a prophet of of doom and gloom, weren't you, for for the London Stadium? Um, I suppose not, I don't know about prophet of doom and gloom, uh, but yes, I suppose I did point out way back in 2011 from then that that there was a lot wrong with it. Mm. And and the things that I pointed out were wrong with it, were the things that a lot of people were complaining about. Anyway, it's not a problem anymore because uh, David Gold tweeted it. I tweeted him. I said, "Good news. Um, the segregation gates opened after nine minutes of the whole game," uh, and he retweeted it. So all our problems are solved, aren't they? Now, Nigel, nine minutes—that's not a lot to ask to wait to jump back to uh, your lane and, and if, jump if on only the that was the only problem, isn't it? If only that was the only problem. You won't rest until you get rid of the popcorn, yeah, um, stands as well. Is that, is that the big problem? <laughs> I, I don't know about not resting. I mean, to be fair, what we're going to do now? You, you, you know, the West Ham's in that stadium, and and that's it. Yeah. Um, there's nothing we can do. I mean, we've been sold a pup. You know, the stadium's not right for football. The owners weren't really bothered about it, to be fair. Uh, the deal they did was good for the football business side. It wasn't good for the football club or for the fans side. And unfortunately, we just got to lump it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's, that's your point of view. It's not necessarily the view held by more than just the podcast. Well, particularly me. I, probably John would agree with you, but he's not doing this interview right now. As John, George would say, it's not a London Stadium podcast. It's a football podcast. So let's talk about some football. Um, you, I know you were at the game for Burnley on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think? It was a cold, misty night. A lot, um, a lot of people turned up, did they? There were lots uh, missing. Well, you say what? not a lot of people turned up. If you look inside that stadium, there was probably about 10,000 seats not used. Let, so let me booking. read you the official, the official attendance for tonight's game was 56,990 oh. people. That's not the attendance for the game, is it? We all know that. That's how many tickets they've sold. They've sold 52,000 season tickets. That gets chopped up into 19 pieces and released as time goes through the season. So every season ticket holders count in the bin. We know the old trick. Man City have done it. Arsenal have done it. West Ham are not the only people. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. You've got a a child season ticket. Do you use it? Do I use it? Well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? Do you use it? Use it or lose it. Do you put, all right, let me ask you another question. Go on. If you can't use it, do you put it on yeah. Ticket Trader or Ticket Exchange as it's known now? No, I don't. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to. But isn't it your moral duty to. No. to release a ticket to the 52,000 people on the waiting list who just no. want a chance to see their own team? It's not my moral duty. I, I, where, where you know... I can caveat that is I had those seats at the bowling as well. You didn't use a, your, your ticket there, though. Do you think it's right? Let me ask that you one be last question that. before we move on to the football. Yeah. Um, do you think it's right that people keep empty seats just because they paid £99 on it? Or do you think it would be fairer as a football community to release those seats? Whether you do get you money know, for them or know, not. Do you know what that is? That is an indication of the cock-up that the club made when selling the tickets and the fact that they used salesmen yeah, to sell the tickets and used sales tactics to sell the tickets and, and treated the fans like customers and not fans. And, and I'm sorry, they reap what they sold. If people were, 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 were sold them, and we know that's what happened, 
The club can deny it. We all know what yeah. happens now. You can well, buy I, I, I buy And the club tickets, cannot yeah. complain that seats are not used. The club can't I complain. I buy two tickets, but what I do is I either use them, upgrade yeah. them, or sell yeah. them back. And at the last game, I sold one back for £1.92. Now, people may laugh at that, but I only paid £99 for it to begin with. I have no problem selling it back at £1.92, so someone else can sit in that seat. Well, that's your prerogative, isn't it? The the reason why I had two seats at the the bowling was that if if one of my two two children ever decided to accompany me, they could, and B, I like the extra leg room. Is it true... that you can't fit in the seat at the London Stadium, and that's why you have two seats. <laughs> well, I put a bit of weight on, but I didn't want to put that much. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I let's thought talk we were on a London Stadium podcast. Yeah, it wasn't. Right, let's talk about uh, uh, Burnley. So you're at the Burnley yeah. game. Yeah. What, what did you think? Did we deserve the win? That's my first question. Um, technically, by scoring one more goal, you would say we deserve to win. Um, was the performance good, brilliant? No, it wasn't. It was functional. In a way, that's a word to describe it. Uh, the, the problem we was in is we had to win those games by Kubar Crook, and and that's that's what happened. If the, the, the thing you've got to look at is that if you was playing against a better team that the better teams would have tore us apart. Allah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then that's what would happen. But we weren't playing better teams. So if if you look at it as this season we need to stay in the Premier League, that's acceptable. That don't bother me. You know, the, the performances like that, we get them. We've always done them. Now, if you bought into the fact that the club said, don't worry, we're going to push on, you know, we're in three, four years' time, we're going to be challenging the top six. If you look at that evidence, it's going to take a damn sight longer than four or five years, if ever. But can you put your finger on the football now? Is it the stadium? Is it the certain key individuals not pulling the weight? Is it village? Is it um, the summer signings? Is it nervousness because we're at the bottom of the table? Or is it all of the above? I would tick all of the above. I think the pit, the pitch is wider, and we know it's a bigger pitch, so they could hide more of the gaps, um, and that allows other things to come and play. You know, and, and we're not used to playing on on pitches like that week in, week out. Um, I think Billich set up last season a, a, a quite a counter attacking team. I think a lot of teams have found it out now. He's had injuries to players um, that he's had to deal with. So it is it is all of the above. The move, you know, the fan. There's a lot of fans upset. I, I don't buy into the, oh, if you boo the players, they're not going to play that well or they're going to come out. You know, if they hear fans booing, I would personally think it would make them try harder. I'd, if that was me, I'd be, well, I'll go and show you, I'll shut you up. Well, I'm just going to pick up one thing you said about the pitch yeah. being wider. Your hero, yeah. Phil Parks, yeah. Yeah. said to Clarence Hugh, yeah, yeah. Well, give a footballer cool. a piece of green, he'll play yeah. on it. And, and that sort of makes a bit of sense, actually. Leroy Rossinia said the same thing. Footballers don't care where they play. Give them a piece of grass. It doesn't matter if it's on a park, whatever. Give them a piece of green and they'll play. Yeah, but if, you, if your players are used to playing on a narrower pitch... 
And when you play away, you play on a wider pitch. So after season, you're playing on your narrow pitch. And now every game this season, we're playing on a wider pitch. It takes to get a bit used to. And the perspective as well. If you're standing down on pitch level, at other grounds where the seating is further up, you can see the edge of the pitch. The problem is you've got a green pitch and then a green carpet. It can, you know, I reckon it would, you know, cause a bit of trouble. Mm. There's more room for us to be exposed. We, we played better on a narrower pitch because there was less room for the opposition, uh, opposition to get around us. Now, there's more room to get around us. Now, I'm not saying that's why we've struggled, but I think it is one of the reasons why we've struggled at the Olympic Stadium. In yeah. where we're supposed to do more of the attacking. Now, if you look away from home, we play a lot better, sit deeper, keep it tight, counter-attacking football. You know, apart from the, the, the cup game at Man U, if you take the Man United away, the Liverpool away, two good results. Played, yeah. played well. Yeah. So, actually, when you look at that in the league, what have we done? Drawn through one, two in the last four games. Well, do you know? Do you know what? If we won against, we'll move on to predictions after we talk about Hull. But if we won the next two games away, both teams struggling, Swansea and then Leicester, and the results went our way, and a lot of the other teams are playing big teams, we yeah. could end up seventh on New Year's Day. That's incredible. There are eleven well, points we separating seventh because seventh yeah, because of because of goal difference. So Are I, you sure? I when I looked at it, I, I must admit, yeah. I looked at it before that yesterday's result. For minus one. Ah, uh, well, uh, that's, so that's a bit I didn't see. When I worked this out, I worked this out on Saturday before Southampton yeah. played. Well, so we could see eight. But no, if you, look, if you look, we're five points above relegation. Mm-hmm. But then we're five points behind Southampton in seventh spot. So if you look down, you've yeah. got to look up the same amount of points. Yeah. So all is not that great. The thing is, the performances ain't great. Swansea play better at home. They've just yeah. had some away games. Leicester City, I'd argue, are actually on the bounce. They, they did well against Man City. They were down to 10 men at 0-0. Went 2-0 down to Stoke and got it back to 2 all and were a better team. If the game had gone longer, they would have been the winners. Away at Stoke, which is not easy. So, you know, if we can get two points out of those two games, we've got Man United at home, but then we've got Palace at home in the league. Yeah. after the FA Cup. So there's still some easy games. We need to build as many points coming up soon as possible because only one yeah. of the top seven have we played at the Olympic Stadium, and that was Arsenal. Do you um, do you think we get relegated this season? No, and I've never thought we have done. There are a lot of three yeah. worst teams down there. Hull, even though Hull's performance, you know, the fact they can't put the ball in net will... We'll, you know, they can't grind out the 1-0s. If you look at our five victories, all 1-0, you could all argue all were lucky results. Yeah. All, all those games could have gone either way. Not because it was one goal. Bournemouth had a bloke sent off. Sunderland, 95th-minute winner. Palace missed mm-hmm. a penalty at 1-0. And then we won the next two games with penalties. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of... But did, you, did you watch the, the whole move, game? Did you go to yeah, the whole game? Yeah, I watched it. No, I think. Uh, oh, you didn't go to the whole game. game. Have you given up your ticket already? No, 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 no. Just getting out of that stadium is a nightmare. And I had to be home by six o'clock, and I was never. I didn't think I would be able to do it because I've not got home before seven o'clock yet, let alone six yeah. o'clock. So I've decided to watch it on the stream for the first Ooh. time ever. Oh. Yeah. 
And, uh, and well, you didn't miss a lot, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I met, funny enough, I, I waited, as I said, for nine minutes for the gates to open. I was with my son and I went to Pudding Mill Lane and I bumped into a group of um, probably about eight Hull fans who, who didn't want to pay £4.20 on the DLR. So I said, don't worry, they, they never check on the DLR. It's never like gates, yeah. etc. So, so jump onto Stratford. I apologise on behalf of West Ham because I felt guilty that, you know, we'd won that one. And if I was in their position, I would be absolutely gutted. And they said to me, don't worry, mate, we didn't finish. At the end of the day, we didn't finish our, yeah. our uh, you know, our, our final ball was rubbish and we deserved to lose because of that. In, in a way... But we didn't deserve to win. Well, they didn't deserve the win. The fact is, it, we all know, it weren't never a penalty. If that had gone against us, we would have yeah, screened the place. There. We would have been... That was um, never in a penalty. The Bournemouth, uh, sorry, the Burnley one, yes, uh, you could say that was a penalty. The whole one, no, it weren't a penalty. But, but apart from that penalty, did we look like scoring? No. Well, and, and then, I, we hit the, I mean, we hit the bar as well. I mean, you, you could say we did have quite a few chances. I think we... They had six um, shots on target. We had five. Yeah. Anyway, I want to move on. Predictions. We, we've got three games coming up. So this is our Christmas yeah. edition. Uh, I want to know your predictions for Swansea, um, uh, Leicester and Man United. On the oh, second. Swansea, I fancy a draw. Uh, Leicester, I fancy is to lose. Yeah, and then Man United are are fanciest to call. That's a tough one. I think we'll lose that. So you've given us one point out of the next three games. You're yeah, a lovely optimist, we'll beat, you are. But but we'll, well, uh, it's not optimal. Well, then we we'll beat Man City. Really? Say, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Have you booked your ticket for Man City today? <laughs> well, yeah, but I've done it today, and um, for some reason it charged me. I thought it was a tenner for season ticket holders. Uh, yeah. from Ends Films and, and yeah. a chat with them. I know uh, 
I bumped into Stuart Slater. It's a secret project. You're not allowed to talk about it. Oh, is it? Oh, I, I want yeah, to. Although Brady did let it out at a business conference, yeah. so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, then, yeah, uh, bumped into Stuart Slater. Had a 15-minute yeah. chat with him at the game right. the bowling Saturday. He's been a, a previous guest on more than just a podcast. Yeah. Great conversation with him. Um, It was, you know, the fact is, yeah, let's see it, you know, from beginning to end. I don't, you know, I don't know. It is just bricks and mortar at the end of the day. You know, it it don't upset me seeing the pictures put around. And, you know, if you don't like them, look away. Okay, we're about out of time. Do you want to wish listeners a happy um, Christmas or... Uh, or a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and where they can follow you on Twitter. Um, what about, your what next about Happy Holidays? That's the happy thing. Holidays. Call, yeah, call happy Holidays. Call it the fun programme. Call it the fun yeah. programme against Hull. It's Happy Holidays. We don't, yeah. At West Ham, we don't miss people. Merry Christmas. <laughs> more, happy two Christmas. Christmas so yeah. where can people follow you on Twitter, Nigel? They can uh, follow my uh, musings uh, for my WHUFC on Twitter. And are you bringing the fanzine back? What, what's, the, what's the status yes, of that? Uh, six foot two. Next issue will be out between Manchester United and Manchester City. Good, good. As always, we thank you for your time. Uh, we haven't thank quite got me. Skype or Facebook audio working yet, as can be seen last uh, week. But we will get you on as a regular guest um, once we get that technology working. Technology. Absolutely. Once, once once George gets Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> no. Bye. See you later. Bye. There you go. He doesn't mind the pictures of the car crash being publicised. Does he not? No. He, born, born in Plasto. <laughs> Allegedly. I haven't seen his birth certificate, but... Right. Um, Let's I'm, move on. I'm just going to mention quickly something on the stadium. Um, there was a London Assembly and they talked about the retractable seating and, and the costs went up by 51 million. So 752 million for the whole stadium, rebuilding it and the initial cost. They mentioned that last year, because the contract, one contractor went bust, they had to buy the other one out because it was a joint venture. 21 million pounds spent on retractable seating last year. To where it is now. Right, yeah. An extra 21 million get this, up to £8 million to run it every single year. £8 million. What, to run the retractable seating? Yep, yeah, that's what came out, yeah. That's shocking. I've, In I've, its current I've, format... I've just been... Because they have to rebuild it every time. I've just been done over, haven't they? Yeah. They've just... Yeah. They've just been... And us- the usual thing where there's a public purse to be had, people have sort of just abused it, haven't they? Yeah. They are putting it out to tender and they are looking at, uh, at better ways to do it, funny enough. Because, I mean, at £8 million, no wonder they're going to make a loss. So could, do, if they're going to do that, could they actually possibly make it like a proper retractable seat and then actually yeah, get it? I think. Do you think they could it. actually get it close to the pitch then? No, because the roof, the problem is they're not going to redesign the roof and the roof is as far as it goes. But if... If you don't mind getting wet. If you don't mind getting wet. Well, possibly. Surely they would... It ain't going to happen, John. Let's be honest. It that ain't that distance from the dugout to the pitch... It's big. But it's an oval. It's, it, it won't happen. It could, though. Anyway, could at least at out. least for the last few games, there's been absolutely no fighting, no trouble, shoot, shorter <laughs> queues, 
What keys are shorter? Well, going when I got a pie at half time, they're a lot uh, shorter than they used to be. Beer might uh, still be quite bad, but actually the pies and the drink, soft drinks and everything, a lot cute. Yeah, but uh, is that because you, have you been buying pies and soft drinks at no, every game? No, no. Well, then how do you know them cues Because I've shorter? seen them longer. Oh, shut up. And, of course, the, the segregation... Was no different. The segregation gate opened after just nine minutes, which is a new record. We waited up to 45 minutes. Yeah, we have, but... That's made a small that? difference to... To us personally, be it, honest, John. No, because we still st we still waited behind them, got a pint and settled in to wait for half hour, didn't we? True. It just True. happened I opened it in nine minutes. The reason I opened it in nine minutes, there was less Hull fans. 2,000. There was Compared less Compared to 1,800 Burnley fans. Well, how long did it take? You weren't there, did you? How long it took them to, to drop it? Yeah, I didn't wait. Them. Apparently, it was shorter. I mean, there's no... They only, they only need to do it to clear them, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. there's no reason why it should last forever. No. No, but it was 45 minutes when it started. So all your... You should have put in a bid. You should have put in a bid for the retractable seating. Yeah, I wish I had a started. Well, I've also company. said to Nigel... If I'd have gone bust, I could have had eight mil. I said to Nigel, I don't know if you saw, but seven people broke into the Olympic, uh, the London Stadium again. Uh, yeah. You told me that at the weekend. Yeah, so, they so you know these Nightscape people broke in. Yeah. Well, they said, you know, we're going to improve security and everything. Another seven people built, uh, uh, broke in. I don't know if you know, but Nigel's business is yeah, related to security. security. I said you should put a quote in. <laughs> One movement detector. I mean, how difficult could it be? A movement. I know it's a big area, but a few movement detectors. Oh, there's someone running on the pitch. Oh, we better go and call the security. How, how difficult can it be? How many, realistically, how many points of entry are there? Lots. And that's what Nigel said. I was speaking to him earlier. And he said, the problem is, there's so many gaps, as we know. We were talking about smoking, weren't we, on Saturday? And you said, well, technically, it's an open outdoor stadium. Well, they are. They can yeah. smoke. They're, they're, if they go and stand that end of the stadium, it's, not it's as outside. as far as the law is concerned. But there's so many gaps. And he said, these climbers, because they are climbers. Oh, so they get in then? They yeah. go up over the Ur glass? Urban explorers is what they like to call themselves, John. Yeah, urban explorers. Nice. They climb over and through these gaps. And that's why there's a security problem at the London Stadium. Let's just hope none of the terrorists can climb, eh? <laughs> Feel really safe, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, no, let's not slag off the stadium anymore. Yeah. What's done it's, is done. It's time for this. What's done is done, Sean. It's time for this. to Facebook Twitter question time where Sean put on Facebook uh, last podcast of the year with John and Sean in the studio George can't join us as there is no Wi-Fi in Scotland send in your views questions or statements of fact for us before 5.30 send in your predictions for Swansea Leicester and Man United away Man United's at home is it not Leicester away Swansea away yeah yeah anyway I won't pick you up on that uh, Palumi Ogunlana Finally got to watch WHU versus Burnley. Looked like a very poor man's version of Barcelona, which is a great compliment about the one-touch passing, back heels, etc. I hope to see more of that the rest of the year. Scary that we need penalties to score. Andy Carroll is a great presence per usual, but his shooting leaves a lot to be desired. Which man's version of Zaza at this point, though? Come on, you irons. Six more points, please. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I want six more points, definitely. 
Gary Prince, happy Christmas to you all. Happy, happy Christmas. Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. I listened to the last podcast on the train home after several beers. It sounded quite bad. Should I listen again sober or not bother? <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> don't bother. No, don't bother. I predict three points from those three games. I'll take that as well. <laughs> Lewis Aaron Trout. I wonder if the players are pissed off that Christmas party has been cancelled. I bet Randolph and Carol are. They do like a drink, don't they? They do. I don't think it's fair that fans have to travel to Swansea and Leicester over the festive period either. Well, that's... yeah. That's that the way is, it goes. It's, it's kind of, that's normally more of a London game, don't they? They normally keep you in London, don't they, for... They do. Christmas. Why have they sent us to Swansea? I didn't really think of that. I don't know. That's a good point. Thanks for the entertainment. I will, I will ask that question. Yeah, see if you can find out, Sean. Thanks for the entertainment again this year. Have a good Christmas and 2017. Thank you very much. And you, Lewis. Thank you. David White. Guys, do you still have faith in Billich? Yes, I do. Sean, do you? Yeah, I do. And I think he's going to be given the time. He's made mistakes, but all managers make mistakes. And as we said earlier... You know, Ranieri hasn't got a bad, hasn't become a bad manager, and suddenly he's struggling as well. So it shows you it's not all about management. You know, players have to take responsibility as well. He says some of his tactical decisions have been awful. Some of them, the right man. He, I agree, he's made some tactical mistakes, he has. but and he's a stubborn bastard. Let's be honest. But I like, we like that about him. He's probably one of the most popular managers we've had in a long time. He is amongst the fans. Yeah. What about the board? I think the board always has a love-hate relationship with their managers and a certain individual is not happy unless they're winning, you know? Yeah. Okay, Greg Milker. Very happy Christmas to you, lads. Happy Christmas, Greg. Was very pleased to see West Ham pick up three points against Hull and was happy to do so in the company of the Chicago Hammers. Excellent, excellent. During my visit to the Windy City... I predict another six points from the next three matches. Keep up the great work on the podcast. I really appreciate the hard work you put into it. I'll take six points. Thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Cheers for that. Okay, Prince. Saw, hey, hey, saw Sean's clip on Channel 4. What year do you think we will see a Champions League match at the stadium? Will it be kids for a quid? And will they, will they admit putting Mill Lane is open by then? So Go for it, Sean. What I want to say is first, right? Sorry, that's it for the question. Um, I was asked by uh, a West Ham fan who, who's a producer on Channel 4 to do to, to a positive thing on, on the Olympic Stadium. Uh, you asked for a positive. I was asked for a positive one because there were lots of negative ones. They'd gone to the West Ham Supporters Club and got lots of negative. And David Gold did an interview and I was standing by in, in the stadium and then I did one. Anyway, when it first came out, it was cut. I was cut from the from the. Bit and, and there was about 10 seconds of David Gold. So that was that as far as I'm concerned. Out of the blue, I did about 15 minutes of questions and answers. And they've taken one, two, three second clip and made me look like a bit of an idiot. Because they've picked me. All right, I did use the word brand. Quite odd. So I, <laughs> I, I did say, <laughs> right, I want to see us play Champions League we need a bigger stadium to do that. And I want my son to experience success with West Ham. That was fine. But to, <coughs> to achieve that, you need to do what? Well, I, I, I should have maybe used the word, the we need to promote our club abroad. But instead of that, because I'm in business, I may have used the word brand. 
And therefore, I said, we need to grow our brand abroad. And that's probably the thing that Nigel and others will pick up on. You sounded a little bit like Brady's bitch, didn't you? Uh, they didn't give me a script. I know you've called me a club stooge. Well, you are, It is really. what it you is. Do if, you if you do a TV interview, you, you take the chance of things being taken out of context. And I'll take the criticism, you know? That's it. You could have taken but in, it, In reality, John... Business, football is a business now, right? And in reality, it is a brand that is sold all around the world. And the Premier League is the biggest brand in the world in sport. But I understand it's not palatable to talk about that. And you said I was deluded if I think it's different, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Anyway. I like to stay deluded. <laughs> I like to believe in the... But I also accept that the game is what it's gone and that yeah. people like you are facilitating it to its max. Yeah. So you either go with it or you leave it behind. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about predictions. Predictions. <laughs> We're not going to check Twitter because no one ever puts anything there. Yeah. Yeah. I say that and then someone puts it there. Predictions. So we've got three games. Uh, Boxing Day, we've got Swansea away in Wales. Well pointed out by you. Then we've got um, Leicester away in the Midlands. Then we'll come, <laughs> come back on the 2nd of January for Match United, where I'm going um, guests of Rico in corporate for the first time. So, your predictions? Uh, I predict, what, points for the, across the whole thing? Or uh, let's say, like, Swansea. Hold on, ready? Yep, yep, we're ready. <laughs> yep. Swansea, I think we might sneak a win there. I reckon Andy Carroll will, will score. There, so I think 1-0 maybe against Swansea. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leicester, I think we'll get a draw. And I think we'll lose to Man United. Yeah. So I predict four points from those three. I points. predict nine points. I think we're going to beat Swansea 17-0. I think we're going to beat uh, Leicester away 22-1. And then coming back to the London Stadium to play Man United... I think we're going to beat them 44-2. Cool. And, and that will do wonders for our goal difference, by the way. It will do really good. Um, just only one thing to say. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Happy Christmas. Thank you for Merry sticking Christmas. with us. Happy New Year. Despite our technical problems and us talking rubbish most of the year. Um, yeah, have a happy New Year. And the only thing to say is, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Bye. 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 See you later. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 